in Turkey Town. Oh, hello there. So, Dad's talking to turkeys now. Your dad loves Thanksgiving. It's his favorite holiday. I hope he waits to get it home before he stuffs it. Make sure you save room at Thanksgiving for the words you'll be eating. I need some peace and quiet. I want to focus on the turkey. Everyone, just go to bed. Bob, it's six thirty. I don't care. Just go to bed. You love that turkey more than you love us. That's right. I do. I love turkeys. Okay. Hey, you're listening to Geek Parenting Podcast, Yay! where everything that James says is wrong, except <laughs> predicting the weather. Stop. Because Dewey can't. We're recording at the Watchtower Cafe, fifteen eighty-eight South State Street, where you could get geeky drinks. The geekiest cafe in all of Salt Lake City, possibly the state of Utah, possibly America, possibly Earth 616. Possibly. 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 There's only one way to find out. And maybe even Earth 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Follow us on uh, social medias. Facebook, Rock. Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just our, look for Geek Parenting Podcast. Our Instagram is especially fun. Thanks to James, myself, and Corey. Oh, no, that's Watchtowers. That's I was talking about geek parenting oh, stuff. Well, I, was, <laughs> I don't have anything to do with that. See what happens when you interrupt the intro, James? Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of geek parenting stuff, you know what? Can you please give us a review and a rating on iTunes? Um, that's all we're asking right now. We don't need your money. Just a little one. You know, you just, just, it could even be a one star. Just go. No. no don't. Okay. Don't no one star. To do that. At yeah. least three. You know what? Uh, I, I take approach. Uh, because, uh, hi, I'm Corey. I'm with, uh, Watchtower Cafe. Hi, Corey. Uh, hi. And, um, we have like a lot of, we, we have a few people that leave us one star reviews. They're like, they won't let me use the internet for free. And I'm like, thank you for leaving a one star review because anybody who goes through our reviews and sees the one star that says we don't offer free Wi-Fi, please don't come in because we don't offer free Wi-Fi. So yeah. they're doing us a service. Corey had a good idea of, of um, creating a coffee book, a coffee table book of all of our one-star reviews of the coffee shop. I might also perform it as beatnik poetry. I think you should do that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be fantastic. Both of those things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm uh, Tui the Human, the Jedi Barista of State Street. <laughs> and you can find me here at Watchtower Cafe making the drinks. I'm also the head janitor in charge here where I mop the floors. And then you make your offspring do the dirty, dirty they work. They are the junior janitors in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into my podcast across from me, I have Germs. James. Germs. Germs. That's your new name. Germs. James, aka Nerdy at Home Dad. That's what. That's how I say my name when I drink. I'm germs. I'm germs. <laughs> Hi, James, Nerdy at Home Dad. It's the cereal talking. Story. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch uh, at Nerdy at Home Dad. And your son the is the cutest Twitch streamer. In all of the internet, he uh, his last stream happened to be with um, Hylian. Nope, assassin. Assassin. Yeah, they uh, while we were helping you move, mm-hmm. they uh, were playing Lego Force Awakens, and the Hylian and I were watching it in the car as we were driving, oh. <laughs> and so I think the Hylian freaked out because uh, all of a sudden he hears Jay and the assassin talking. He's like, Ugh, "What are we watching?" Like, oh, we're spying on the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> through the video games. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, so check us out on there. Uh, hopefully we'll be doing more uh, YouTube videos as uh, our routine is once Christmas starts. We do the uh, Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar. Sweet. And we, we already got one that's in the trunk. 
I saw it. I seen it. Mm-hmm. But and then to my podcast, right? We have a special guest who's introduced herself. I'm sorry, but let's do a bigger introduction, a, more Cause, official. Because you you just said you're with Watchtower, but yes. tell us your capacity. At Watchtower. She is uh, Watchtower. It's true. I'm I'm the 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 manager. I guess the 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 bossy. She's the boss lady. Yeah, yeah, boss lady. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. You better do it. <laughs> um, and uh, so I uh, I also used to do a Femme Fatale cast. I'm looking to possibly retool it, but I'm not going to say anything more because I think that would be like looking at a bride in her wedding dress before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So. And things that we talk about prior to their existence tend to get sold for millions of dollars. So. Yeah. yeah. Because we have those kinds of listeners. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Bill I'm Gates still, listens and still waiting for my Costco video game. I told Corey about the Costco video game. <laughs> I, I talked about it on the episode and uh, it hasn't happened yet. So. Yeah. Well, I'm I I shot that one down. But Corey then again, like if it. you you could go independent, you could go rogue. Yeah, like I guess so. Just well, because we have one business together doesn't mean we have to do all of them together. You know. It's true. So Corey is my better half in this business. But I'll be the first one to write a one-star review. (laughs) (laughs) This is too real. There's there's too many dead bodies in the frozen section. Um, When we invited Corey on, she said, well, I don't have, she doesn't have any kids. But, you know, geek parenting, you don't have to have kids. And also, first of all, all of our baristas are kind of like our children. That's true. And second of all, Corey has been stepmother to the to my gremlins for the past several years. And so that qualifies you, I think, as geek parent. And you are also Auntie Corey from and Auntie, Auntie Corey, Corey Explains the Movies. Yeah, that's right. Which we're going to do more of those. I'm excited. Because they're going to be amazing. Don't yeah. tell me about them. I won't. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have so many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so for someone who's, who doesn't have any children of her own, she actually is very good with kids. Yeah, well, so... And kids love her. And one thing I wanted to mention is, so Jay's class, or no, Camilla's class, um, all of the all the boys in her class draw xenomorphs <gasps> all the time. Oh, cool. So you have a bunch of six-year-olds drawing xenomorphs. and like, wait, wait, let me draw the queen mother for you. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just sitting here like, oh my god, whose parents showed you those movies? <laughs> Good parents. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's hop we've in. We've talked about this. I don't think that there's anything wrong with showing your kids some of those rated R movies. Yeah, I know they're as, fine. Like, too young. They're fine. I watched all those movies when I was way too young to see them. Well, yeah, and I, I kind of feel like I, I watched many rated R movies. Um, I had a... a mother who uh, worked nights and i had access to cable television dangerous i very dangerous mm-hmm. very dangerous i think i That'll turned screw out you up for the rest of your she life had yeah. you may as well leave meth just sitting on the table with a pipe <laughs> wait that didn't happen in your guys house <laughs> she's not mexican oh sorry stefan sorry stefan i think there went uh, two of your listeners yeah. both my mom <laughs> i'm sorry james's mom <laughs> anyways anyway should we I hop into the, yeah. the geeky wiki geeky wiki geeky wiki that's our song yeah that's i think oh i yeah like i feel bad i thought i should have 
You can. Jumped on. That's how, like, it, yep. you can. Kiki wiki. Kiki wiki. Kiki wiki. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Geeky Weeky. This is for our Thanksgiving episode, so we're going to be talking about some stuff that happened or is happening soon. Uh, this is James, a.k.a. AKA Nerdy at Home Dad, and with me is Adam Mickelson. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, that's right. A.k.a. Drac. Drac is how a lot of people know me on my podcast, too. So. And what is that podcast, sir? I, ha- I host three. So uh, I have Geek News Reviews and Opinions, which records every Friday night on YouTube. It's where we tackle the week's events in geeks. So it could be any kind of news, uh, casting announcements, you know, directors for new movies, things like that. As well as gaming stuff, like stuff we're actually about to talk about. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. barely talked about as well. <laughs> uh, I also do the Run of the Ropes podcast with my buddy David Vito. And we do the uh, latest news in professional wrestling. And also the Why We Geek podcast, where we take a piece of culture. It could be geeky, might not yeah, necessarily yeah. be. And uh, we take it apart, we analyze it, we show exactly why we love it, or in some cases, why we would we would like to see it fixed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. So, so if you think there's enough there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I mean, I think you need like three more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it time, give it time. Yeah. All right, so to get in the week, so we have something huge we want to talk about. So the rest of the news is going to be a little light this week. Okay. Uh, so uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Do you remember that show from I Nickelodeon? Do. So th- I do. I remember that better than Goosebumps. So. Yeah, yeah. It was the Nickelodeon show that played on SNCC. Yes, SNCC. <laughs> the dreaded couch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't even know they were making a movie. No. And No, this is news to me. So they're making a movie, and they have attached the screenwriter for uh, this last iteration of It. So did you see that? Did you see It? I have not seen It it, it yet. (laughs) I have not seen It. You haven't seen It yet. (laughs) I have not. When Um, it came out, I texted my wife. I was like, hey, do you want to go see It? But I just lowercased the I. uh, And she went, see what? And so I sent the it again with lowercase i. She's like, see what? And I'm like, it with capitals. And she's like, see exactly. what? And so I had to send a picture of Pennywise. Like, oh, it. Yeah, let's go see it. I think I think one of my friends actually had to had to compromise down and just say Pennywise the movie. Yeah. Because he got sick and tired of the whole it comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but um, what I was actually kind of hoping that you were going to say is like screenwriter for the the recent Goosebumps the, movie. That, oh. <laughs> if he got signed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as far as I'm concerned, like, I never read the Goosebumps books, but as, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps always felt like competition to me. Yeah, So yeah. at that point, it would have been funny if he had the same writer for both. Yeah, well, and it's funny, too, because, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark was, like, our Tales from the Crypt when we got yeah. too scared to watch Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> or in my case, where Tales, of the, Tales from the Crypt wasn't allowed. Right. And so at that point, Are You Afraid of the Dark was that, was that nice little compromise yeah, with yeah. Mom. Yeah, so it was reported that uh, Gary Dauberman, uh, who wrote It and Annabelle Creation, okay. is writing and serving as producer of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Gotcha. Uh, there's no release date yet, so, so uh, I'm guessing probably 2020, end of 2019 maybe. Or no, 2019. How, like, how, how much of the cast do they actually... I'm talking, like, director-producer. How much... Is it just the writer that they have? They have writer-producer. So yeah, I would say 20, 2018, 2019. 2020? Or 2019, 2020. 2020 sounds about right, because... I mean, if there was a director, a producer, all of that in place, yeah. then I would say 2019 is a safe bet. Yeah. So... End of 2019, mid or uh, first quarter 2020. That just makes you wonder, like, who are they going to cast as, like, the Midnight Society? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's going to be interesting. Because you got to think, like, they, they probably are, like, the most... I'm, I'm not trying to be rude here, but, like, the most meaningless part of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're there for the first ten minutes. Yeah. So they're like, just okay. introducing the story, and... They, they just go out to a random McDonald's or something like that, just like, you, 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 you. <laughs> you get to be our mean nice society. <laughs> or what actually might be awesome is if they bring back original members yeah. of the Midnight Society. I don't know if they'll come back, but... Well, what would be interesting is if you did them as adults and then... Their kids are the ones who. Oh, that'd be great. Who, who continue the story? Like it starts up as like a whole camping trip. Yeah. And all, and all the kids are like, "Where are you bringing me out, your dad?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, at the very end of it, it's all of them gathering. That that would yeah, actually yeah. be a really great moment. I hope the writer's listening to this. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're doing the work for him. Uh, something else that was uh, released yesterday: uh, Incredibles Two, the yes! official teaser trailer dropped. And if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend going to watch it. Have you watched it yet? I have watched it. And actually, oh. so um, I find it funny. You, you do geeky parenting and all that. Yeah. Uh, this was the first movie trailer. Like, I watch trailers in front of my daughter. I, I don't really have too much of a problem with that. She's two. Yeah. So occasionally she gets that. The, the concept of watching little Jack-Jack running around with I-beams yeah, yeah. is probably the mo- the first time I've ever seen her get invested in a trailer. Yeah. Like she, yeah. Was, she was actually looking at what Jack-Jack was doing and, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I love it. Then. You have powers! <laughs> and, then, uh, and that's the thing. Jack-Jack, you know, if you remember at the end of uh, Incredibles 2, Jack-Jack had multiple powers. He did, but I, I think the eye lasers are something new. I don't yeah. think he had that before. No, and he wasn't invisible before. Did he go Yeah, that's right. That's right. Or, he wasn't invisible because he went fire. He went fire, and, see. and then he went heavy. Like he went Metal Mario on us. Yeah, but if you'll if you'll notice in the trailer, there were powers that didn't show up. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, oh, maybe some of these powers have gone away. Yeah. Because uh, at that point, I mean, you can't have Jack Jack have like seven bajillion powers and, yeah, and have right. that work. But it would be interesting if, like, while his powers are settling in, he's experimenting with a bunch of new ones. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the last little thing I wanted to get into before we get into our big story. Uh, Coco releases this weekend. Yes. Well, I guess we have two things we can talk about because we're going to talk about Justice League a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, so Coco comes out this weekend. Uh, actually starts Tuesday night uh, because it's a Wednesday release. So their mm-hmm. midnight showing is Tuesday. Uh, and I'm actually kind of intrigued that theaters are empty for a Tuesday night screening of Coco. Uh, I was looking at the tickets. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a Pixar movie. People just show up, and they'll, prob- they'll probably do really well. The, the sad part about um, midnight releases is, like, the ones that do well are the ones that people are extremely excited for. Yeah. And I'm not saying Coco has gotten bad uh, bad repertoire a- a- at all with, any- with anybody. I don't think that's happened. Right. But I think it's exactly what you said is, like... Unfortunately, there's a stigma in society still that, like, animation is, oh, kid stuff. Yeah. So at that point, it's expected for the teenagers to show up and maybe some young adults, but yeah, uh, and a lot of people just go, ah, we'll, we'll see with our kids. Yeah, and, and, and that might be the thing, too, is, like, since, but like, Jay, he doesn't have school on Wednesday, so it might be something that a lot of parents are like, oh, we don't have school tomorrow, we just remembered, so yeah. we'll just go to the movie. It's one of those things I would love to take my daughter to, but again, yeah. she's two. Yeah. So it's not like you'd get a whole lot of uh, attention span from her. Yeah. But, th- like, we're lining up movies, and I have a feeling, like, just from the trailers I've seen, I'm an animation buff, so I already yeah. want to see Coco uh, and and probably get it on DVD just so that my, my daughter can enjoy it. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I think we're going Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Wednesday night. I, I, ha- 
I asked my wife this morning, I was like, hey, uh, would you be okay if we saw it without you? And I was like, oh, that's a jerk question. Uh, <laughs> we won't watch it without you. We'll wait till you get home from work. So we're probably going Wednesday night. Um, the, so the last bit of news, Justice League, uh, I didn't even look at the numbers to see if it was number one in box office. I'm assuming it was. Uh, I mean, I guess I could look it up real quick. I have a few friends that have seen it and have told me that it's it's worth it. It's worth it to at least see it, but... Um, I don't know the numbers. I don't know if it's doing better or worse. Um, I already had worries just walking into this because of all of the changes uh, Joss yeah. Whedon was adding to the to the movie itself. Right. But I'm still excited. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've actually seen it yet. I'm still excited. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I'm excited just because Wonder Woman for me was was basically in the direction that I wanted to go for DC films. Wonder Woman, I actually will say, is the first one I've legitimately enjoyed yeah uh i was 50 50 with man of steel and batman v superman i almost fell asleep yeah no we, <laughs> i definitely fell asleep during batman yeah. v superman well me and i took my podcast there and like three of us were just like mm. and one of thankfully one of them had seen it already so yeah. he already knew what was going on but the other two were like wait what happened what what yeah we went to the solid comic-con viewing of it oh really during okay. con like so they had uh they had Batman vs Superman came out while Comic Con was going on, mm-hmm. and uh, Dean Cain was at our screening. Really, Dean Cain walked out like twenty minutes in. He's like, and I, I heard him vaguely, like very quietly, say, "If I'm not Superman in this, this doesn't matter." <laughs> <laughs> and he and his people just walked out. But no, uh, it came to the point where Jay like had to like nudge me, like, "Hey." Wake up. And I'm like, oh, geez, sorry. Um, That's the problem is it, it took so long to build in that film. And so, yeah. and at that point, we could have easily put in fights and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but Justice League, ever since the trailer, I don't know if this happened with you, but when the trailer dropped, I immediately knew this was not the direction that Batman v Superman was going. And that already made me a ton more excited for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and so the numbers, Justice League did take the number one spot this this weekend with $96 million. Um knocked Thor down to third because that Wonder movie, the movie with the kid with the scars all over yeah. his face, that took second with $27 million. Okay. It's a huge... $96 gap. Million is not bad. That, huge gap between one and two. That's probably the results that they wanted for BBS, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, like I said, I saw Justice League. I was, I was pleasantly surprised with it. There are a lot okay. of Easter eggs, so I would just keep your eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. There's a Rick and Morty Easter egg as well because... Really? It's just it's playing on one of those TVs nice. in okay. one of the scenes, um, but yeah, no, it's something that like I've told people all the time. Don't don't base your idea, don't base your decision on going to see a movie off of critics. No, if you want to see the movie, go see it. Don't don't wait for your favorite critic to say, "Oh, it's a good movie" or "a bad movie," because they'll have a different taste than you. Even if you've lined up a lot of times on yeah. movies with your favorite critic. This might be the one that you're like, eh, my critic was wrong. That's why in a lot of cases I do what I do is because in, in – I'm not saying anything bad about the critics. They, they do what they do. But um, I've noticed especially in today's culture, there's, there's just – it's so easy to take a movie, take a TV show or whatever, and just hammer it down into nothingness. Right. And at that point, I go against the grain on a lot of things with a lot of mainstream critics. And I'm one of those people to bring up that in comments or whatever. And that's why I, I started a podcast. So that's why I started up uh, content on YouTube is because you do actually need to have somebody saying that other side of the argument. Okay? Yeah. So like where I saw a lot of um, the mainstream critics going 50-50 to positive with Batman v Superman, I went negative with it. And it, yeah. it's simply because of the slow buildup. 
Uh, the characters aren't really well established. Jesse, I didn't. I thought Jesse Eisenberg was having fun, but I can see a, lo- a lot of the problems that people had with him playing Lex. Um, so at that point, it's actually a worthwhile thing to go and see it. Don't don't necessarily judge the critic score. Don't trust don't trust my score. Yeah, yeah. Go go see it and see if it works for you. Because if it's your favorite franchise, you're gonna want to go see it and see whether or not yeah. it lives up to it. Well, and it's funny because like when I do reviews and stuff, mm-hmm. I never put. Like, I rarely put, like, oh, this is a five-star movie, or this is a B-minus. I I used to, when I first started doing reviews, I used to, I think the first one I did was Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> and I put, this is two bats. And I would just come up with some arbitrary number yeah. that didn't matter. And, just be like, and I would tell people, like, don't, this is just my opinion about it. Don't yeah. let me make you not see your favorite superhero in a movie. Yeah. Go see your superhero movie. The scoring system, I mean, it works for some people, but for, for a majority of us, it, it, we're, we're getting to a point where it's tiresome. Yeah. Because either, you know, you're going to get the five-star system, which is done a lot in movies, or you get uh, the out of ten for games. Um, it's one of those things where I appreciate other YouTube creators who, uh, like, for example, Pro Jared on YouTube, if mm. you've ever seen him. Uh, he, most of the stuff he reviews is bad games, like right. official videos. But instead of giving it a score, he goes, my final rating for this is too much candy out of 10. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, he, and it's basically he takes an image and says, you know, this is what I see as the problem. Yeah. And then says out of 10. You know? right. So like too much candy out of 10, a bee sting out of 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. So that's that's where I why I think like the scoring system is kind of going away. People don't yeah. necessarily trust it, especially when they go and listen to – I don't know. I'm throwing out an example here, like Doug Wright on on a KSL or, or something like that, and he's rating it full four stars. He loves this movie, and then you go there and you're like, I, I wasn't there with you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, big things happened this last weekend. They, they did. Uh, Battlefront Two came out. Yes. And if you've been following uh, the controversy, uh, there was a big controversy when EA announced that. Major characters were locked in yes. online play, uh, and to unlock them required many hours of basically mining for many, many, crystals, many, 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 many hours, uh, or paying. And what was it? Somebody came up with the number like it'd be two thousand dollars in paying for crystals well, to th- unlock everybody. That's like everybody. grand total. So if you bought, I, I think it was like if you bought all of them, yeah, um, then it would be that high a number. And then when you look at the hours, it's even bigger than yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I think somebody actually said <clears throat> if you had to go through the whole process. Um, with good luck, it was a smaller number. But then they said, "Well, let's just look at this." Our, you know, pardon my French, but RNG Jesus is not necessarily on our side a lot of the time. Yeah. So at that point, it was going to be like to unlock Darth Vader a whopping four thousand hours just to get everything you needed, and that included like the crafting of the the necessary guns and all that to be able to get solid kill streaks, solid amounts of credits, and it's that's a lot of time to invest, especially for what is basically, in my opinion, considered fluff in this yeah, game. Yeah. Um, because in, in a lot of cases, like, let, let's just be honest about it. Battlefront is, at least DICE's version of Battlefront, is Battlefield with a Star Wars coat of paint. Correct, yeah. And the, the thing that makes it different is the hero characters. Because that's just, that's something that we expect in the Battlefront series, but it's also fluff so that you, you don't have to be the soldier walking down Hoth. You can be Darth Vader and just tearing crap up on the yeah, battlefield. yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it's funny because uh, so I, I bought the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so did I. Just so, because, like, so I was talking with friends and uh, I had messaged everybody. I was like, hey, so I bought Battlefront. Everybody, 
only one person responded, oh, cool, we'll play later. And I was, I don't know if you know Brian Young. Uh, uh, no, no not, not personally, no. Uh, but I messaged him, and I was like, hey, Brian, I just got it. He's like, yeah, cool, we'll play later. But everybody else was like, my condolences. And I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, and I, I knew everything that was going into it. And they're like, oh, tell us when you uh, unlock Darth Vader before Jay's graduation. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't I didn't buy it for the online play. I don't play online a lot because I'm no. not good. <laughs> no, you you're probably going to be like me where you're playing a lot of arcade mode. Yeah. Um and actually here's some in, here's some interesting news. So like you and me were talking about it before. Um I went and got it and then I did my podcast that night. Uh-huh. I got called 80 different kinds of hypocrite, all yeah, right? Because yeah. I bought it. But I said like right off the bat and I'll, I'll say it here. I got it. But I'm not doing anything with it for a month. I'm, like, literally waiting until the holidays are done because it doesn't deserve my time until then. Yeah. I'm just going to work on other things. But the reason I got called a hypocrite was because I bought it. Yeah, yeah. I, but, guys, I didn't buy the, the season pass or anything like that. I bought base base game. I wasn't planning on getting anything other than that. And eventually we'll get a critique on my on my, chan- on my channel whether or not it's worthy of being part of the Battlefront series. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I got called nine ways a hypocrite because yeah. I bought it. Well, and guys, I get your your frustration and all that, but you know, there's a reason I bought it, and I'm I'm here to tell you like whether or not it's worth your sixty bucks. Yeah, well, and like this and is the fact, and also the fact that I actually did say you know I went out and bought it, guys. Wait until after the holidays. Just yeah. wait until after. I would then say at Black point, Friday because they're gonna they're, you're gonna see deals with it next this weekend. Well, we have an interesting conundrum here because we're right in the middle of the holiday season. Yeah. So at that point, EA is not necessarily going to be looking at just one week. They're going to be looking at the holiday season as yeah, a whole. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. To see whether or not it's being successful. That's why I'm saying wait until like the week of December 26th because then yeah. at that point EA has to call it in and say was this a success? Was this a failure? Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm taking the bullet for you guys. Yeah, I bought sure. it, but you guys don't have to. And for all the people that listen here on this podcast, that's my advice to you too. Don't buy it yet. Wait and like if you're interested in this thing, fine. Go out and get like you don't have a problem with the microtransactions or, or any of that stuff. Fine, go get it. That's that's all up to you. But if you have issues, just wait until after the holiday season yeah. and buy it with gift cards. Yeah, well and the thing is, like, I told my friends, I was like, you know, you look at any other game, you're spending 60 bucks for a campaign. Yes. That's, that's, that's Which, at this point, do we even know? Like, I haven't played it yet. I don't even know if it's worth 60 bucks as a so, campaign. So, I've, I've completed the campaign already. How long? I'm just curious. How long did you take? Uh, it was probably 10 hours. Okay, so 10, so ten hours. hours. I, I'm not gonna say ten hours is worth sixty bucks. It'd probably be worth like a forty buck game yeah. to me. But at least that's not like you know modern, like the latest modern warfare or whatever that's got a four hour campaign, yeah. and they expect you to pay sixty bucks for that. Yeah, well, and it's it's one of the things where like I think the I like I love the story for the campaign. It was a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of if it, it fit in line with Star Wars, a story of redemption and. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically so the the girl that's been shown is basically going from the Empire to the First Order, right? Uh, no. Oh, really? So, no. so she so, she so, goes like rebellion. Yeah. So okay. she she has some twists in there. Uh, is she kind of? Uh, she kind of goes a little bit the route of Leia. Okay. <laughs> uh, in that she watches her home get destroyed. 
that's actually uh, really optimistic for me because like when I, I sat there and, and I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, she's going to go from Empire to First Order. I want another guy who's going from rebellion to resistance kind of thing. Yeah. And the fact that she kind of goes that route makes me a little bit more optimistic. Well, and so the story, so they end it with, they ended on a cliffhanger. Okay. So there's always chance, and that, it's probably going to be the DLC that comes out Yeah, next probably. Because um, they already said there's a DLC that comes out after Last Jedi drops. Um, yeah. If they add more stuff to the story, then... Again, it could make it worth the sixty bucks. I just don't know if I like the whole paying fifteen, twenty well, bucks for DLC. Uh, they were they were saying that the DLC is supposed to be free. Okay, well, there um, you go. at least that was the that was the uh, report as before. EA pulled pay to play. Yes, uh, which is one of the reasons why. Which like, is not getting pulled permanently. People, yeah, yeah, Let's no, just no, no, be no. honest. Well, and it's funny because if you go into the shop, you can see they still have the option to buy crystals but it's just not highlighted it's just grayed out yeah it's grayed out and i think on one of the console variations you can press the button but it will not go like past a certain page yeah because you can't use it well and it's funny too because they still have all of the so if you go to target where they have their gift cards and their season passes they have crystal cards that you could buy at target still yeah so I, if you know they're coming back, you know they're coming back, so you might as well ask for those for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually something that got me in a little bit of trouble. Uh, I, I was going out to Target just to go out and get my daughter some things, and then all of a sudden I saw the crystal cards. And, guys, I, I have to be honest. Like, I, I wear I wear my emotions on my sleeve, okay? Yeah. I, I don't hold them back very well. I'm a very blunt individual, and when I saw that in the middle of a Target, I went. <laughs> and I got about three dirty looks from people in the Star Wars aisle because I did that because they yeah. saw where I was looking. Yeah, yeah. I was like, guys, no. Yeah. No, I don't want to I don't want to buy a crystal card. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that's the thing is they've, and they even said in their statement that they're not going away forever, that they were just pulling it until they did more research into the economics of microtransactions. Which, and- which let's, let us be honest. It's going to be the end of the holidays. Yeah, that's yeah. what EA is going to do. Yeah, and they're not at gonna... that point they're going to assume you've forgotten about it, exactly. and they're going to put it back into exactly. the system. Um, but no, like I really loved the campaign, and you do see it go. So you start at the at, after the Battle of Endor. Okay, uh, you start with the uh, explosion of the Death Star two. Yep, um, and like the gameplay goes all the way up through. So you're going a little while as. Uh, uh, this lady with her in the Empire. So yeah, it looks like a former, like a, a former Tie Fighter pilot or something. She, like that. She's a, a Inferno Squadron, so it's like their their special forces. Okay, uh, right. in so, between Death Squad or Death Troopers and. So this is kind of unique because the original Battlefront Two, the you know the the 2005, the good one. Yeah. Um, they actually tried to do a story mode based on the 501st Legion. So I like the fact that you're fleshing that out, especially when the 501st got announced in Clone Wars and later on in, in Rebels, because yeah. like they stuck to the canon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if they if they make Infernal Squadron, that that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. So that's that's what you're you're playing a f- quite a few missions as Inferno Squadron before you uh, dis- okay. before she makes the jump to the Rebellion, um, and then you play even more as. Rebellion, and I love the thing I love about this campaign mode is you're not just stuck to the ground. There's there's one mission where not only are you flying an X-wing around and like shooting people, you do the Battle of Jakku. 
Oh, really? Okay. You do the Battle of Jakku. So, like, in Battlefront 1, you got to play the Battle of Jakku map. Yes, you Where did. you saw, like, the Star Destroyer crashing. But now you actually get to but see. But now you, you get to cause the Star Destroyer crash. That's very interesting, actually, to me. Um, that, that's at least getting me a little more optimistic yeah. on it. Uh, but, I mean, at the same time, I, that also makes me interested in the fact of, so she's going to turn at some point and go to the Rebellion. Did she have contact with the First Order, and how well did that go? Kind of thing. So that and that's where I'm like, that's where yeah, you, don't spoil no, me. No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, but it does go up through a first order timeline. So that's nice. that's all I'll say is that yeah. you go. So you start at Endor and you go to first order timeline. Okay, all right. And I, I'm really happy about that. Easier to cliffhanger. Okay. And so that's where I'm like, you know, this is what I paid for. I paid for that. I didn't pay for online play because I don't do it that much. No. I'll probably play with, like, friends on when they're on, which is funny because, like, I had so many friends that I saw that were, like, knocking Battlefront. <laughs> and when I logged in, I was like, I bet you think you're logged out right now. Battlefront, 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 <laughs> Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, th- that's the thing that's going to happen is, unfortunately, this, this scratches way too many itches for people. And yeah. so at that point... A lot of people are going to be mad about the microtransactions. And here's the thing. Some of them may have just looked at the announcement and said, all right, you did this for me, EA. I'll give you that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with you doing that. But at the same time, we need to kind of put the screws a little bit to EA. Because yeah. if, we, if we let up just a little bit, EA is not going to take it seriously. And, yeah. they're imme- and the next time that they do something like this and we all complain, they're just going to go, ah, well, they're going to forget about it when yeah. we do this or that well, or the other. And it's interesting, too, because... Uh, there are a lot of people like, yeah, the fans got together and did this. Like, yeah, the fans were a big part of it. But it was also Disney seeing the fans mad at one of the properties they own. Yeah. And Disney being like, hey, guys, not cool. If you ever want to do anything with our property again, you need to fix this. Exactly. You know, I, I have a feeling Disney had a lot to say about that. It also didn't It also didn't hurt that the fact that we had the one Reddit post that got, I think, as of right now, it's sitting at, what, 800,000 dislikes uh, from their official mention on the matter. And it's like, yeah, they're, we want to, we want to reward people with a sense of accomplishment. You're not. <laughs> You're not. I feel just as accomplished putting in a cheat code to unlock everything. Here's, here's how you reward me. Like, if you, if you want to reward me for a sense of accomplishment, because the bottom line is 60,000, what was it? 60,000 credits yeah. for one of them. And we're, we're talking the big guys here. We're talking Vader. We're talking Luke. They should have easily been, and, and people are going to scream at me for this. But that's fine. Five to ten. Yeah. That's what they should have been. Yeah. And you should be getting a lot more credits and other things out of multiplayer games than you currently are, at least from what I could see from beta values and yeah. alpha values. You should be getting a lot more than that because that's incentive. For sure, yeah, yeah. That's encouraging you to go and play and for to wait for DLC to see if, you know, Django Fett comes out or right. something like that. Which I do have to say, so I play online a few times since I got it. Um, and there are so many things. So this is why, like, I laugh when people, like, freak out about the hours that, they, that EA put out. I was like, really, guys? Let's really look at how many hours we play games. Yeah. <laughs> if, if nobody came out and said... A number. If they were like, oh, yeah, you just have to play a lot. And people were like, okay, if nobody put a number to it, then everybody would have been fine with yeah, it. Yeah, that that's the problem. They put a number. Once you saw a number, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. But I actually got into arguments about this, and I'll, I'll bring it up with you, too, yeah. is that, okay, I get that you guys are mad that, you know, it's going to take, like, 4,000 hours to be able to go and unlock this. How many of you out there actually play MMOs? 
have you looked at your total time yeah, played recently? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm a World of Warcraft player. I've been playing since Burning Crusade, guys, and I haven't dropped since. <laughs> so I, I don't even want to look at that total time yeah, anymore yeah, because sure. it's huge and it's way above that number. So people, as much as we have a complaint about that, EA actually is going in there and doing the math and saying there are people who will put in the time. Yeah. Granted, it's probably going to be, you know, people who don't have nine to five jobs. Right. Namely, like, you know, kids. But for the rest of us, it's it's just not attainable to us. Like, we literally look at that number and go, well, I'm never playing as Darth Vader. Yeah. Well, I'm never playing as Yoda. Or uh, Which, if you do arcade, you do. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I only know this because I did it. <laughs> Yoda, I would play. Yes! Um, but no, and it, it's... So this is the thing. Uh, when I played online, I loved the fact that it's the Generations thing that they talked about from the first trailer of Battlefront. Mm-hmm. That you can choose between uh, the Clone Wars era, the uh, the, the trilogy era, the Civil War original era, trilogy era, and then and then the first order. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get all three eras, and you get to be so you if you're the um, Republic, if you're the Galactic Republic, you get to be clone troopers. Yeah. If you're the Separatist, you get to be uh, battle droids. Yeah, which excites me because, I mean, I I wasn't a big fan of the clone troopers when the the original or the prequel trilogy happened. Yeah. But then I watched Clone Wars, and now I'm actually invested uh, into playing those kinds of characters. But I'm also interested in playing as members of the Resistance, members of the First Order. Right. I have no problem doing any of those battlefields. And, in fact... I kind of hope that EA sticks to the direction they're going where where these maps and all that are going to be free. They're not going to be locked behind a season pass or anything like that. Yeah. Because they have still tons of other maps I would love to be able to see. Right. You know, you put in the battle for Jakku. I don't know. You might have to correct me on this because I I had dropped the 2015 Battlefront before then. But did they ever add Maz's place? Uh, In... uh, I can't remember the planet. Yeah, in the 2015 Uh, Battlefront. You don't go to uh, Takodana... Takodana, um, that's the same. You do go to Takodana in Battlefront 2. Okay, because that, that's what I want. Like, I, I want minor skirmishes. That's why I like the 2005 Battlefront 2, is they took places like Kamino, which never saw any conflict, or um, Bespin, and they added them as maps. Because the bottom line is, is that it's not necessarily that whether or not it's accurate that there was a battle there. It's that we want to go there. Yeah. We want to actually have a fight there. Right, well, and that's the thing. So, in... The story, you go to Bespin, you go to Cloud City, you go to... Do we go to Cloud City? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's so funny because, like, we were... When I was playing that level, uh, Jay was watching me and he goes... Because uh, one of the characters says, look at the look at the wildlife on Bespin. And Jay's like, there's wildlife on Bespin? I know, right? And you're you're flying through. I don't think Ugnaughts count. Yeah. <laughs> you're flying through and there's these like squid like creatures oh. that are floating you're like oh my god these are amazing but then i realized that they do you watch rebels i do but i, I haven't caught up to season four yet okay so season, i think it was season three when ezra is falling off of a satellite yeah okay so yeah. you know how they had those creatures that were flying around mm-hmm. it's like that it's so it's an Very atmospheric nice. planet that has squid like creatures flying around 
and it looked really cool. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up Rebels because you know we have hero characters. I see no reason. I don't care if it if it clashes with the style. Modernize them if you need. I want Ezra Bridger, yep. Kane and Jarrus. Yep. I want Sabine with the dark saber. I want all those yeah. into the battlefront. That that's as a Star Wars fan, what is going to excite me? Yeah, no, I I agree. I when I bought Battlefront two, I was like, come on, guys, DLC me some rebels. I Come really on. don't care if they mesh. Like, like if they if they clash and, and it's very o- obvious that somebody has a Kane and Jarrus out on the field, I don't care. Yeah. Because I just want to be able to play them. I want to be able to play as Rex. Yeah. Uh, like like Clone Wars Rex or even Rebels Rex. I don't yeah. care. Uh, just I'd because those are added characters in the in the lore, or even better, guys, you cannot tell me that there isn't somebody out there that wants to play as Grand Admiral freaking Thrawn. Yeah, he has been in canon for so long now, and finally gets his acknowledgement in in being uh, the main villain, I believe, for season three and season four yeah. of Rebels. Yeah. Holy crap, man! This guy was a book villain. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's something that it's. God, I wish EA would listen to this so we could, <laughs> could yeah, get that. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm just going to tag EA in this all the time. I'm, I'm going to share this like twice a day and just tag EA. Be like, hey, make sure you listen to the geeky wiki of this episode. Oh, and tag the devs too. Because at, at that point, like, this is the stuff that Star Wars fans want. We yeah. don't care how you make it happen, but you've got the license. There's every reason that Disney is going to comply with you on it. Uh, especially when they hear from us, and you know, it's cool and all to be able to get Ray in the Last Jedi skin. Although you shouldn't have hidden that behind a pre-order. Yeah. You should have had. It should have been Force Awakens Ray that you hid behind that. Yeah. Because the Last Jedi is the one that we're promoting right here, right now. Right. But adding things like Ahsoka Tano, I don't care that it ruins the canon. I just want to play as Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so at that point, like, that's catering to the Star Wars fans. Even. Right. That's giving us what we want. You know, it, it's great and all that you guys want to do basically Battlefield with a Star Wars coat of paint. Because we can all get behind that. We can all have fun being the classes that we want to be able to be. But unless you can... The problem is, is that you added in the hero characters. And now it's like, we want everybody. Yeah. We want every single kind of hero character that you can imagine in Star Wars canon. And if you're not willing to give it to us, then it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's 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 something that you always wish could happen, but you also know that it probably will never happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that the reason why, the reason they give for not putting out Rebels characters is because... We don't know what's happening to them, or we can't for... get them, or we can't we can't corroborate with the director. And, and I'm sorry, but that's a load of crap. Yeah, the, the guy is enough of a fan that he's he's pointed out numerous times. You get in contact with me, I'll work I'll work things out with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 for sure. That won't be a problem at all. Um, so one last thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, since we talked microtransactions and stuff, you talked you mentioned your wrestling podcast. Oh, geez, this. This will be released after the fact, mm-hmm. um, but as of this recording, Survivor Series is tonight. Who takes it? Oh, you mean like Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, Raw or SmackDown. Oh, Who? It's, it's difficult to say because <laughs> in a lot of cases, my predictions are all over the map on this. Uh, and, and in fact, I'm probably not even going to see this until tomorrow. I, I don't know about you, but I, I can't use the WWE Network when a pay-per-view is going. I can't. It won't work for me. Uh, so that I haven't even watched NXT War Games, and I was really excited for that. 
and I'm still frustrated that Starcade is not happening. Yeah. But uh, as far as like who takes what, um, I'm really excited for AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And frankly, I'm an AJ fanboy. He's got to walk away against the Beast, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Uh, Intercontinental versus U.S. title. I'm leaning towards Baron Corbin. I think he's kind of earning his way back into good graces. I think, uh, I think the Miztourage messes it up. I think the Miztourage messes it up, but I um, I honestly think like Baron Co- Corbin will get over it yeah. kind of thing. Because uh, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas will get involved. Uh, tag Team Championships, Usos versus the, the Bar. We are Burr the, the Bar. We are the Bar. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the Usos because they've been putting out awesome matches yeah. all the way through. Uh, Cruiserweight Championship, I I hate to say this, but I couldn't care less. Um, yeah. I don't. E- it's who, not like back in the day. Who who is he up against? I can't even remember. Uh, it, it's Enzo versus Kalisto. Yeah, it's Kalisto again. So at that point, I'm like, this, just, this title hasn't been interesting to me since Austin Aries and Neville. It really hasn't. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I think I, I'm hoping Kalisto just because I'm. I, I, I've seen a trend with WWE right now where they want the villains being the yes. head of the company. Well, and, and they've had to change that because when they put, like, villain versus villain in some of those spots, because originally, remember, guys, it was um, it was Brock versus gender. Yeah. And nobody was excited about that at all. Yeah. And, in fact, um, it was Alexa Bliss versus Natalia, and now we have Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. Yeah. And that's w- nothing against Natalia. I love her. But Charlotte as a face is amazing right now. Yeah. And part of that is because of the things that happened with Rick. And I'm, I'm now more excited for that women's title match because yeah. Charlotte's now involved. Whereas I really didn't think Alexa or Natalia were going to do anything major with that. Yeah. Uh, as to the, the big five-on-five. Five, uh, women's first or men's first? Oh, Charlotte. Charlotte entirely. No, no. I mean, like, women's five-on-five. Five oh, women's five-on-five. Five. Um, I'm trying to remember who all is involved with that. So, the women's on Raw is... Uh, I think Nia's in it. Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Bailey, um, Alicia Fox, and Asuka. And Asuka, okay. And then SmackDown is Becky Lynch, Carmella... Uh, is Tamina involved at all? Tamina, Naomi... And they said they're going to name the fifth. It's Lana. Because she's the only other active. Or, yeah, Lana. It's Lana. Uh, she's the only other active SmackDown woman unless they I pull. I have heard talk about an NXT call-up. That's what I was going to say. Unless they pull somebody up from NXT. But I will have to say this. I am pleasantly surprised with how well Lana has done in-ring with how little training in-ring she's had. She's had bumps. I, I'm going to give her I'm going to give her at least that. When she debuted at first it, she looked very green. Yeah. But I've seen some matches from her since then that have been a significant improvement yeah. compared to that. I'm not saying she's there yet in my right. honest opinion. And frankly, I would actually like to see her go back to Rusev as a manager. I thought she was awesome in that yeah, regard. Yeah, for sure. But I, I will give her that credit. She's gotten a lot better in the ring since then. Um, as far as who, who takes it, I got to go to the blue brand. Um, I really want them to win. That's that's my issue is like Raw is good and all, but I actually enjoy watching SmackDown a little bit more. Yeah. So I almost want the blue brand to win. And it's kind of the same thing for the men's division too. I mean, for crying out loud, they got Bobby Roode on their team. And, and frankly, here's what I actually want to see happen that everybody's talking about. The infamous Shane McMahon heel turn. It's got to happen somehow. He's got to cheat in some way to be able to earn this. And I'm kind of wondering if there's a reason that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were kicked off the European tour. 
is like they're almost going to set up a faction with the three of them or something like that. That would actually be really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing I want to see in the men's five on five, I want to see Shinsuke, Bobby Roode, uh, Finn, and Samoa Joe in the middle of the ring at the same time, just beating the crap out of each other. See, and the, the sad part about the whole AJ Styles Brock Lesnar is that I wanted to have AJ versus Finn again. Yeah, that was actually really. That I'm was hoping the highlight that, of TLC for me. I'm hoping. I think that was the highlight. I think that's match of the year. Match of the year. Match of the night for that. Um, Match of the year, I'm, I'm going to go there right now, at least on the WWE perspective. I don't know a lot of the other matches in yeah. like, New Japan because Kenny Omega is still six-star Kenny Omega. And frankly, I mean, that, that's the other thing to me in running the ropes have to tackle is the recent Wrestle Kingdom announcement for Chris Jericho v. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Um, I'm not a big Kenny Omega fan, but that got me excited as hell yeah, for yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, the overall, um, Survivor Series, I'm leaning towards Team Blue, but I, I think that there are going to be some championships that are going to go the other way. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the bar takes away the tag team win. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Oh, and also, the other one we didn't take on, uh, the Shield versus the New Day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think th- Shield takes it. I think Shield takes it, but I want the New Day to take it, because, frankly, the, the Shield has had a bit of a rocky return, yeah. uh, especially with, with having to uh, quarantine off Roman Reigns. That... I'm not saying that's his fault. I mean, from what I understand, it was like he got exposure to Bray and Bo, and then they got sick. So I'm not necessarily blaming it for that, but it's weird to see. Um, Kurt Angle was fine. I I had no problem with him coming in in TLC, but then Triple H came in for the European tour. It was like, yeah. 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 It's almost like we're trying to reignite Triple H's career. And, oh, by the way, guess who's on Team Raw? Yeah. But, yeah, overall, I'm looking forward to Survivor Series tonight, but I am leaning towards my Team Blue. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And uh, let's get back to the episode. That was a great Geeky Weeky. So fantastic. That was, like, the best one I've ever heard. We talked a little bit of Justice League, talked Mm -hmm. a little bit of... uh, Well, you guys weren't on the Geeky Weeky. Do you see Justice League yet? I have not. You saw it. I saw it with you. Initial thoughts without spoiling it for Corey. Aquaman. Boom. Mic drop. Don't also, drop mic. Flash. So, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And Superman is Superman. Spoiler I, alert. I, um, so that this is the information that was passed to me from Greg from Black Hat, mm-hmm. um, which clear out your guys' holds if you guys have them. Oh, yeah. Clear out your holds at Black clear, Hat, please. Yeah. yeah I, I have like four months of holds. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I, uh, anytime I'm on a podcast, I think that's gonna, I'm going to remind yeah. you guys. Clear out your holds um, at yes. Black Hat. Um, but uh, he, he asked me if I had seen Justice League yet, and I was like, no. And he's like, oh, um, uh, he hadn't seen it either. I mean, he's an owner of a, a comic book shop. He hasn't seen it yet. Um, and it, we, we surmised that it was, like, number two on our list. Mm. Um, uh, he went and saw Wonder. He loved it. Um, oh. Lady Bird is, num- is before Justice League I on my list. I want to see Lady Bird. Um, but he, he also mentions uh, um, that... It was the lowest DC opening ever. Really? Yeah. Well, because it was number it, one, and it had ninety-six million opening yeah. weekend. And, um, and here's the thing about it: it uh, having seen it, Batman versus Superman, I think, has much higher uh, review or a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Way higher. Really? Than, yeah. BVS has a way higher Rotten Tomatoes. Rating than Justice League. Justice League, it's getting hammered right now. 
is getting. You know what? I'm going to take my head- headphones off because I'm messing things up. Um, yeah, it's getting destroyed by critics and DC fans. DC fans are ripping it apart, and I don't get it because it's way better than BVS. Yeah, it's way better. It's not. I think. I think if you if I'm going to be extremely generous, at best, it's as good as Wonder Woman. And I think really? that's generous. That's really, really generous. Mm. It's as good. Yeah. No. But I'm not going to argue it or like fight. fight yeah, it. no, it's. But it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more it is, fun. It's probably that, the most fun DC movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because the, the only time you really see something fun happen in a DC movie was in Wonder Woman. And that was the uh, guy singing and dancing right. after they clear out that town. There's a lot more humor in this. Yeah. Um, there's the action is really good. It's really Zack Snydery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think I'm most excited for. I mean, not just because it's Aquaman, but I'm super excited for the Aquaman movie next year because it will be the first DC movie where Zack Snyder is completely. He's a producer. Out of, what? Yeah, he's marked as a producer oh, on all DC movies. Bad news. I'm sorry. I quit. I'm going back to Atlanta. But this is the thing, though. It's the same thing that Joss Whedon did, had with Marvel for years before, after uh, Avengers. Because Joss Whedon is a producer, or was a producer, for the next, like, six Marvel movies yeah. after Avengers. Right. Uh, and all that meant was he was putting up money. Yeah. Well, but, I'm over Joss Whedon, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm over Whedon. Um, but you... In a producer-type role, um, you have to realize that that can mean a certain, uh, any range of actual input. Right. Like, he might just be a producer for the name only and to tie it into the whole rest of the yeah. Well, the, and that's, that, that was the Whedon thing. That's why Whedon was a producer yeah. on the Marvel movies. Yeah. Mm. Was so. just the name recognition, so. But also, now... I mean, it's the the creative control is transferred over to Jeff Johns, whom I trust completely with, with yeah. any DC franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Jeff Aquaman. Johns is the reason I became an Aquaman fan. Well, hopefully, his, you'll his be new Fifty Two Aquaman is why I why I love Aquaman. Hopefully, you'll be more excited for the Aquaman movie than you were Justice League. I I am. <laughs> I am. No, I I love Justice League. It's not a. It great, was good. It it's was not good. a great film, but it's a fun movie. And there are so many Easter eggs. And there's this is the thing Easter that eggs, irritates there's me. There's moments. There's there's one-liners. Yeah. There's cool like cool funny things that happen. Yeah. And there's good action. Well, and I think the thing that bugged bu- uh, bugged me was that uh, seeing DC fans like reaming this movie, and it's like, did you not see like the platter of Easter eggs that you got? <laughs> cornucopia of Easter it's like eggs. jesus that is a lot of easter eggs mm-hmm. in like one scene but yeah so when you go see it there's a lot of easter eggs oh, okay um, i do have i have one um one complaint and one one fanboy gripe but it's kind of a spoilery thing that i don't want to talk about so we'll i'll talk after okay after Cor- after Corey sees it, then we can talk about it. Okay. I can close my ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> close your ears, <laughs> listeners. Um, and then we talked a little bit about uh, the oh, so the geeky wiki. We talked a lot about microtransactions. So this geeky wiki was almost forty minutes long uh, because we talked microtransactions. Oh, that was with, you had homeboy on. The- yeah, we had Adam Mickelson. He has a bunch of geeky podcasts. Uh, he is also a geek parent and a listener. So hi, Adam. Corey just bought uh, Battle Battlefront. 
You bought it too? What? No. Oh, didn't you? Oh, I want to. Oh, it was Skunk. That's who I was talking about uh, today. <laughs> You're practically the same person. Uh, yeah. yeah, me and Skunk. <laughs> uh, but I finished the campaign mode and I loved it. So you should get it, Corey, because I think you'll love the campaign. I, it is yeah. fan- like so even if you don't play this online. This is what I've heard. Correct me if I'm wrong. What I how I understand it is it t- it starts at when the Death Star Death Star Two Death Star Two is blown up off and, of Endor. And, and the story goes from that from there to Force Awakens. Is that correct? Correct. Wow, that's awesome. That correct. sounds a lot. That's a but, long. So it's uh, thirteen or fourteen missions. Sweet. Uh, it was and about it was about eight to ten hours but, of gameplay. But you like it. I loved it. I loved All the story. Right. The story was Can amazing. Can I go to your house and play it? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, but so you do when so you end up uh, I'm trying to say this without spoiling anything. Um, Did you say spoiling? Spoiling. It's a verb. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. allow it. Uh, <laughs> but so you end up um there's a gap. So something happens and then it says decades later and mm. then oh, okay. Okay. And then So that's how they move through the timeline. Yeah. So and it's it's almost like an anthology. Yeah. But type. they leave it on a cliffhanger for another either for a DLC campaign coming like to in to fill in the gaps? No, oh. to uh continue the story. Oh, okay. So um but you, it's an original story, right? Yeah. And one that hasn't been told yet. Right. And you like it. Yeah. You're, you're happy with the story? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, and then we talked wrestling a little bit because Survivor Series was yesterday. <laughs> so, anyway, this week's episode, we're talking Thanksgiving stuff. So that means, I guess, grateful for stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We went around the table at Friendsgiving saying what we're grateful for. And I said, I'm grateful for Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. I am too. And Disney and Marvel. And everybody was like, ugh, of course you are, James. Yeah. Germs. <laughs> they were all drunk. <laughs> of course you are, germs. Of course you are, germs. <laughs> but no, um, so I guess we can go around to the three of us and... Oh, wait, what? We're going to uh, we're gonna do that? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay, I got to think of something. All right, I'll go first. Okay. I'm thankful for Star Wars. <laughs> Oh my gosh, germs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, a lot of amazing things have happened for Jay and I this year. Uh, you know, it started off with uh, Kid Cassian going viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool. Front page in Reddit. That was really fun to watch yeah. that unfold, like, yeah. in real time. Yeah. While you were standing here in Watchtower on your phone and, like, yeah. you just glued to his, his screen. Yeah. And just watching watching the, the upvotes happen, like, in real time. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we're up to 1,000. We're and, up to 2,000. Well, and then, it, like, it was like, oh, it's only been, like, 20 minutes and we're already at 300. <laughs> and then, like, I, I went, I took Jay to school. And then we came here after yeah. Jay got out of school. It's like, guys, we're at, like, 2000 right now yeah. and like five minutes later we're at 5000 oh we're on the front page of starwars.com <laughs> <laughs> um but that was fun then going to uh dr sarah starting that gofundme so jay and i could go to star yeah, wars celebration that was cool that was uh cool. meeting alan tudyk and felicity jones and riz ahmed Ugh. with jay dressed as cassian why why re- 
Riz Ahmed did not get six sexiest man of the year. Yeah, like over yeah. Blake Shelton. Oh, yeah, wow. For crying I didn't even out think loud. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he should have. Oh. I would have voted for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then we had a lot of uh, fun things happen locally. We got to do uh, Marvel Universe live again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got to uh, do more panels on. At Comic Con and Gaming Con and uh, Pop Culture Con, we got to do a lot of local conventions this year mm-hmm. as guests. Um, yeah, and then we just did Disney on Ice, and you know we're planning. Uh, we have Coco this weekend, uh, and yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna come watch that. With uh, you. I need to get the core uh, the makeup that Corey suggested. Oh yeah. So Annalisa tells me she goes. So you need to get Bill Nye's makeup. And I'm like, <laughs> the science guy makes makeup? <laughs> like, wait, Ben Nye. Ben Nye. And I was like, no, I'm going to look for Bill Nye. Because there I, has to be something. I really comes hope. comes in a test tube. <laughs> yeah. I really hope you go into a costume shop. <laughs> hey, can I get Bill Nye's makeup? <laughs> can, can I get the science guy makeup? What? <laughs> you know, Bill Nye. Bill Nye makeup. Uh, we have Ben Nye. No, 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 no. My wife specifically said, said. Bill Nye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're like make- makeup gatekeepers. <laughs> Don't try to hold down my fandom of Bill Nye makeup. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so uh, I, we were closing out on an amazing year. We did uh, our Dia de los Muertos celebration. That was, yeah, that was cool. Really fun and. Uh, you know, it's something to build on to for next year and the years to follow. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see what we do next year. But yeah, we don't. I don't think we have anything planned for next month. <laughs> for, for next for next month, besides opening uh, advent calendars. Yeah, that's good. Took a month off from yeah. all this activity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we had our Amazon thing. Well, the, the, the box, the box thing. doom. The yeah. box oh, doom. Yeah. The building. The Which p- turned out great, by the way. That was so fun. Yeah, like well, that was such a cool costume, and it was. I so, want to make one for me now. It was so funny because, like, uh, when all that stuff happened, um, I had a friend message me, and she said, "Oh, uh, did you know you're on Amazon's front page?" I was like, "What?" I didn't know that. Yeah, we were on Amazon.com's front page uh, for well for their newsletter, their yeah. newsletter that goes out to Prime members. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did ten. Uh, costumes to make out of boxes and we were number Aww. 10 right on uh, and it was all that it was people that were uh, asked to do this mm-hmm. but there were like 50 of us 40 or 50 of us bloggers that were asked to do this uh, and to be one of the 10 that they chose to feature on their website was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know that. and i guess jay's picture was on uh, live with kelly and ryan with kelly oh, ripa and really? ryan seacrest uh, just in their little promo thing for the costumes. Cool. So, yeah, I don't think we'll be able to top this year ever. <laughs> don't say that, because next year's coming quick. Yeah, it is. Uh, All right, which one is next? Well, Corey's next. Oof. It's you're making me follow James. Yeah, yep. That that was a hell of a list of, <laughs> of a year. Um, I I. Personally, I'm really, really grateful for the um, leaky community, um, especially because it, um, more and more I'm seeing uh, women kind of starting to, to reach out to me. Like, uh, so I have a non-compliant tattoo. Um, it's from 
can I say it? Yeah. Bitch planet. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's, We're not a PG oh, podcast. We're PG-13. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes rated R. I, I keep forgetting to ask. Um, but uh, it's it's on the forearm, and I, I knew that uh, Taylor from Black Hat had that same tattoo. But now I'm starting to get, like, women coming in here to the shop that are like, oh, I have that same tattoo. And then we're like, it's it's like a cool club of, of like, we're nerdy women. And then um, Wonder Woman. Um, so the, the nice thing about Justice League, and I feel bad that I haven't seen Justice League yet because I... Uh, you know, Watchtower, yeah. Justice League. Yeah. Um, but there was no Watchtower in the movie either. Spoiler alert. I there hope was it comes, no. I hope it comes in the second one. Okay. It's the castle. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, really just grateful for that. It, it seems like more and more is just coming out of all this dreary negativity. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of the gatekeeping um, people are starting to, to educate themselves and uh, really prop up a lot of um, diverse groups. Um, right. And it's quality stuff that's coming out, too. I mean, it's not like, hey, go see this movie just because, you know, it's it's a woman-fronted. It's like, go see this movie because it's a good movie. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, I, I really like the changing of the tide. Well, and I was going to ask you, when you are talking about gatekeeping stuff, do you feel like as a female that more people are stepping up instead of you having to defend yourself do you feel like you see more people jumping into like no 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 don't don't be that dick yeah. don't, don't oh, yeah. do that yeah um ma- mainly because um i think people have been like sharing experiences out there and people are starting to become more empathetic and realizing that it's not a threat to people to say somebody else is right. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to get on a bummer topic. I'll, I'll keep it really, really quick. But um, in the case of, like, the, the Weinstein, mm-hmm. um, uh, not allegations, happenings, um, is that more and more women have been, like, stepping up. But in the terms of uh, Louis C.K., um, one of the, the women that was in that New York Times post um, had already come out with things that Louis C.K. has done. Right. Um, And then there was other comedians that were talking about it, but they just didn't name him by name because it was dangerous. And then finally they they turn around like, yeah, yeah, see? And then, um, so it just kind of has to, unfortunately, a big catalyst needs to happen before people are like, wait a minute, you're right. Right. So, um, uh, you know, it's checks and balances, yin and yangs. Um, so, um, but it's good things. Good things are coming out of all of this. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's me. On to you. Now I have to follow that. <laughs> oh. All right. So, man. All right. Um, so what am I grateful for? Okay. Aquaman. I am grateful for Aquaman. Aquaman is my hero. Uh because he's me. Not because the Well and let's 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 clarify this. You're not grateful for Jason Momoa. You're no, grateful for Aquaman. I'm not a Jason Momoa fan. I am an Aquaman fan. 
And a Cal Drogo fan, right? And a, and a Cal Drogo fan. <laughs> yeah. But not just a Jason the Momoa actor who fan. plays both of those characters <laughs> just happens to be the same person, that's all. And a person who sort of looks like me. <laughs> There's... You, you know what he said? What? He was looking at pics, the video I took of them at the Justice League premiere. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I kind of do look like him. <laughs> there's, Fine, no, there's no proof rooms. of that. Yeah. Uh, my wife was there, sir. Uh, and she will... Well, she'll probably agree with you. She, yeah. she will. Just to throw me under the bus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just, uh, I just wanted to say something real quick, quickly. I, I was watching, um, somebody posted like this little, like almost poetic, like very Terrence Malick um, produced video of Jason Momoa, kind of like an autobiography. Was it the one ta- about him talking about like being a dad? Yeah. I've seen that like a hundred times. Oh, have you? Yes. Like it's, it's very sweet, but it. It doesn't make me admire him. It makes me admire his kids. I think oh, his kids yeah. are kick-ass. His kids are kick-ass. Yeah. For sure. Um, especially his son, like, climbing those rocks yeah. and everything. I'm like, forget Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it makes, Put me, your kid it makes me love his yeah. wife, too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jason Momoa's all right. He's okay. He's not a very good actor. Um, he's, he's a cool dude, though. He, he, yeah. he, looks, he seems like a really nice he guy. He's like a cool dude. To, to um, be fair, Keanu Reeves is... Not the greatest actor, no, but no. love him. But a great guy. Uh, I love Keanu. Great yeah. guy. And Keanu is the patron saint of Watchtower Just as well. watch. He's going to come out with sexual allegations or something You know like what? That. I don't trust anyone like, in Hollywood. I really, uh, I can't, I don't trust anyone in that industry. Yeah, no, and it's, Not it's, one. it's one of the things that I, you know, sorry to go off topic, but right. in talking about this, uh, it's, I wish that the people who did things would come out before and be like, you know what? I did this. Uh, I'm a shitty person, just like everybody else, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, because I mean, every, <laughs> I've talked about this before. How um, I did like I haven't posted anything specifically about what was happening in Hollywood, mm-hmm. mainly because as uh, m- in my life, I know I've said things that may have made people uncomfortable, you know, as a joke. And I, I know that, like, I'm not blameless in causing uncomfort to people and maybe uh, borderlining on harassment. And so that's why I'm like, you know, I don't I don't have a clean slate in this. I shouldn't be speaking about this. <laughs> I shouldn't be condemning people for something that I'm sure that I've... Uh, crossed a line here or there with things that I've said. Right. Well, at the same time, though, if you recognize it um, and you also speak out and say that this is not a great thing, this is this is a horrible thing, I, I am complicit in, in these sorts of things, it's kind of, it's a do-better move, though. Like, I can do better, everybody else can do better. Um, no one expects anybody to be perfect. Right. Yeah. And that's what, and I say this all the time. If I, I don't expect anyone to have a perfect history either or a perfect past. I sure as hell don't. It's the people that, that claim to not have any skills yeah. in their closet. Those yeah. are the people I don't trust. Yeah. Well, and that's, everyone's that's, done shitty well, things. And that's everyone. why, that's why I think that it should be important that people get out ahead of it. And before, uh, Anybody comes out, be like, no, I was terrible. Like, say, if for actors, if they were doing this in their prime in the 80s or yeah. early 90s, and they should be like, in the 80s and 90s, I was a terrible person. 
and I did these kinds of things to these people, and I am sorry for it. Like, it doesn't excuse what they did. Yeah. But at least they're not trying to hide it. And it seems like everybody's trying to hide yeah, it. Well, yeah. That's why you just can't trust anyone in Hollywood, except yeah. for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and there's all these weird, like, and non-apologies, or I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, okay, that you know, I could see how that that yeah, is wrong. I don't also, also, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't it's remember like the doing worst that. But time to come out. It's just like you're you're supporting like how wrong it was. Like yeah. just by taking that moment to like come out. Yeah. It. I don't. Yeah. 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 Don't trust Hollywood kids. Just anyway, back to your gratefulness. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we keep bummering this out. I'm sorry. It's. I'm grateful for Hollywood. <laughs> Because it makes me feel like a better person. <laughs> it makes me feel like I deserve sainthood. Um, you hear that, Vatican? All right. Um, so, just as a precursor to what I'm most grateful for, uh, unlike you, James, this past year has probably been one of the worst years of my life. One of the hardest I've had to go through. And... Um, a lot of it started with, again, like talking about shitty things that we've done, um, just poor decisions that I've made and like continue to make over time. And it, all of it kind of just started coming out over the course of this year. And so it kind of got to where I just seemed like everything was falling apart. Um, so some of the things that I'm most grateful for in my life are, and, and like, I'm, I can, I'm finally can see myself coming out of it towards the end of this year, finally. Um, and what I'm most grateful for are the people in my life. Um, so my kids, first of all, all five of my children, um, as much pain and anger that they cause me and frustration. Um, they, they give me purpose. They give me purpose to like do better, to be a better person, to kind of keep moving forward and keep plugging away, like to just, just be better uh, in everything that I do. They motivate me. Um, and, uh, I'm, very grateful for this podcast because it's been extremely therapeutic for me, even though, you know, like I kind of just show up and sit down and talk with you guys. And then I leave and then you guys do all the work. Like you, you know, Johnny brings his equipment <laughs> and then you take it home and you edit it. And then, uh, Sarah posts it and, and promotes and everything. Like I really just, I literally just show up and talk. And, but it's been extremely therapeutic, like during a lot of the struggles that I've had with my kids and I've talked in, in detail, maybe too much detail about like some of the struggles I've had being a parent and some of the things I've gone through with my kids. This podcast has really, really helped keep me sane. And you guys, Johnny, Sarah, and you, James, and even like now recently, Amber, Amber's only been with us for, you know, a couple of months now and she's just fit right in and, and offered extreme words of wisdom, uh, uh, helpful, extremely helpful words of wisdom to me through some of these like difficult parenting, um, times. Right. So 
grateful to all all of you guys. Um, but James, I'm ex- I'm especially grateful to you because during this year you kind of took my kids and I in uh, and took care of us. You and Annalisa. We didn't really talk about this at all, like on the podcast. But I was living in James's basement with my kids for for a period of time uh, due to m- m- some of these poor choices that I made. And uh, James really, James and Annalisa are some of the best people that I've ever met in my life. And I'm extremely grateful for you guys. Uh, and I'm really appreciative for like how how much love you show on my kids and. You become family. Um, you're not my friend anymore. You're my brother. Things like that, right? My kids look at you as their uncle. Drunkle. Um, Drunkle James. <laughs> Drunkle James. <laughs> and, uh, like, through all of this, like, shit and garbage and darkness, we came out of it with a bigger family with you guys, you know? And so I'm extremely grateful to you and Annalisa and, and Jay. Jay's my little road dog, my little my little partner. <laughs> He's my sidekick. Um, I'm also very grateful for this for Watchtower, and how it's just so like polarizing because it's so it takes so much out of my life and my energy and my effort and like it consumes my thoughts all day, every day, constantly. I'm always worried about it. I'm always stressed about it and I'm like always trying to do stuff for the business. But at the same time, the, the reward that I get out of it when I see, um, people from the community and how, how, like what, what Watchtower means to people in our, in our community, our community being like the geeks of Salt Lake city, you know, um, have a place now and where, I mean, it's kind of, we weren't, Really, Corey and I weren't really sure what this was going to be when we first started. We just kind of kept trying to make it, make a place that we wanted to hang out at, make a place that we thought would be cool. And that's become like this kind of almost a hub for a lot of people, like a headquarters yeah. of sorts. Uh, and, and it means more to people than I thought it would ever, it would ever be. So it's become something like much bigger than I ever thought it would be. Um, or that I think Corey ever thought it would be either. Um, but with that, Watchtower would not, it would have fallen flat on its face and would not have lasted the first like couple of months uh, were it not for Corey. And I just want to let you know like how grateful I am to you for what you put in this business and um, like how much of your life you sacrificed to make this successful because this business means a lot to me. Like, this place means a lot to me. Um, and how much you care about our staff, our baristas, how much you care about my kids, and um, really have made this, like, a place of family, a place for family. And, like, we are, we treat we try our best to treat our staff like our family and try our best to run it like a family business. And, um, you know... Corey gets a lot of, she gets a lot of like, um, a lot of pushback from a lot of people because she's like, she's the boss and she's the boss lady. And she has like, has to make sure that everything is running smoothly. She has to make sure that all the gears are, 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 are running and are, are turning and all the, the screws are tightened. And sometimes she has to be the bad guy 
but I'm just so grateful for you for what you do for this and for, for us and for this business because it means so much to me. And um, and just what I'm grateful for are, are the people in my life and all of you guys. You two, especially here at this table, Corey and James, are two of the most important people in my life to me. And I'm very, very grateful for you. So in this crazy, like, shitty year that I've had, um, I'm, I want to tell you how much I appreciate everybody's forgiveness of my, of my poor choices and, like, the shitty things that I've done in the past. And um, you guys just make my life a thousand percent better by being in it. So that's what I'm grateful for. And I love you guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you need some cereal oh. too, James? Uh, I need booze. <laughs> that was very sweet. That was, that was very that sweet. That was very sweet. Because I didn't I, even say I was thankful for my wife and child. <laughs> I, I know. I was just well, thankful for Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thankful for getting more popular on the internet. If you, <laughs> you, well, if, if you had made me go first, I really was just going to say I'm, I'm grateful for Aquaman and Star Wars. But then, like, you had a really good one. And then Corey went up to you. And I was like, well, how am I going to top this? Oh. Oh, so that's the, the that's the type of people we are. Oh, we're, yeah. we're one uppers. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's not deny it. Let's not deny what we are. It's so true. We are all one uppers. If you listen oh. to podcasts on a regular basis, yes. you know. But I meant every word of that. Yes. Yeah. And just to be clear, I am grateful for my family too. <laughs> I don't want anybody texting my wife saying, "In that gratitude episode, they were not." James was not grateful for you too. That, that was almost like a. Uh, Oscar acceptance speech and the band played you off and you're like no no wait wait wait, wait I forgot oh god I forgot about my family <laughs> and Jesus I'm grateful for Jesus yeah. no, my, lawyer. my lawyer my <laughs> lawyer okay bye <laughs> oh that was good that was, that was very emotional towards the end I'm sorry Aww. I'm a mushy um, guy you know this about me you are very mushy I am mushy but, I really appreciate it yeah I was going to say, uh, have you watched any of The Punisher yet? No. Um, I think I think that might be the next. I need to finish Stranger Things. I'm, I'm you, still you halfway can, through. You can hop right no, into it. No, but I, I'm into it, though. I, I'm excited <laughs> about it. And um, time. But I, I brought it up because uh, there's one thing that Frank Castle says to everybody that he interacts with, that he interacts positively with. Mm-hmm. And I was going to use it to respond to what you were saying uh through your thing, I was just gonna say, I got you. Hmm. Oh. You too. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I did like too. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, I believe this is our time to cut it off because this is gonna be a eighty-minute episode. Eighty. <laughs> well, because we did a forty-minute geeky weeky. Oh. oh. All right. Well, whose fault is that? That is mine because we we're talking <laughs> microtransactions. I apologize. Yeah. Um, it sounds yeah. like it's going to be really good, it's, though. It's going to be really good. Um, so, yeah, the, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, be nice to each other. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Ryan keeps saying something. Um, Pat Oswalt. Uh, it's chaos. Be kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Oh, is that Pat Oswalt? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yes! Come on.
Let's go get stuffing. Come on. You're the one. Come on. You are the one. That turkey is our mom now.